This is The Run Home feature interview. Thanks to Mick Delivery. What an incredible uh, way to start the semi-finals. India absolutely outstanding with a 70-run win. And the Black Caps, far from disgracing themselves, putting up a hell of a fight against one of the best one-day sides we have seen in an awful long time. To talk about uh, this clash uh, and what we can expect to head for uh, the final spot in this final as well. Speak to former Black Cap, Pete McLash, and really appreciate your time, Pete. It, it was... It was enthralling. Uh, there were moments where we uh, were, we dared to dream, didn't we, throughout the course of the match. But in general, this was a masterclass from India. Yeah, it sure was. I mean, they've been remarkable throughout the whole tournament. So I guess as a Kiwi fan, you hope that they might stumble um, as we get to these semi-finals. But they put on another wonderful show, playing at home in front of a huge crowd. And the New Zealand team did really well to stay in the fight as long as they did because. Uh, there was a tough, tough uh, match to face in the semi-final. Well, mate, um, uh, there was a lot of hope. Did, did the hope for you evaporate uh, at the stage of the semi-final? Sorry, stage of the coin toss for the semi-final? Yeah, I mean, it, it was going to be difficult. I think, um, you know, you, you always hoped that Sharma and Kohli were such big personalities within that Indian team that maybe some of the youngsters like Shubman Gill and that wouldn't step up, um, but we just saw all the Indian batsmen who came out just looked amazing. Um, yeah, there was some controversy about the pitch before the game, um, and you kind of hope that the ICC have those things in place so that it doesn't happen again. But it's just part and parcel of playing in the subcontinent, and you know New Zealand did well to front up, um, but you know they'll, they'll have to admit that the Indian team are the better side on the day, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and the, the when you're watching. Uh, batting of that level. I was mentioning earlier on that when uh, Rohit Sharma got out, uh, it felt like it was about 20 overs into the game, but it was only the ninth over. It, it, they managed to cram an awful lot of cricket into the start there, and I think there was almost a bit of exhaustion level at just the pace that they were the forcing their back caps to play at. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't, manage, uh, didn't matter what New Zealand threw at them. Um, the Indian batters were just coming harder and harder at them. Lockie Ferguson was doing his best charging in and trying to bowl fast, but on that type of surface, there's just nothing in it for the fast bowlers. New Zealand couldn't get the ball to swing early on and couldn't pick up early wickets. Um, Sharma had been aggressive from the outset, and it takes, so we spoke during the broadcast about how much courage it takes to do that, play a natural game um, when you come to these crunch games. But for young guys like Shubman Gill uh, to step up, Iowa uh, came in and he was remarkable. And obviously Rahul came in uh, and topped it off with 39 off 20 balls. Anything near 400 is kind of you know once in a career stuff. New Zealand had done well to get 400 earlier on in the tournament, so the chances of doing it twice within a couple of weeks is pretty slim. Yeah, Ia's performance has been uh, really overshadowed by the that incredible 50th One Day uh, International Century, but from Vera Coley. But th that that innings was the one to me that really took the game away from uh, the Black Caps as it came just so relentlessly. A strike rate 150. Yeah, just the four, uh, four, um, four fours uh, for Aya, but eight sixes. Uh, he was just so aggressive the way that he played. It didn't seem to matter where the New Zealand bowlers bowled. He had, a, had a found a way of finding the ropes. It felt like a little bit like a stretched out T20. Um, there was a, a small phase between probably the 30th and 40th over where New Zealand managed to catch their breath in the field, but the rest of the time it was just an absolute onslaught of 
batter after batter coming in and being able to find the rope. Speaking with former Black Cap and SCNZ commentator and Pete McGlashan, uh, there's some uncharacteristic moments in the field from the from the Black Caps. Some of the uh, fielding options and some catches that you, or at least fielding attempts that you usually would expect to see from them. It's been a little bit of a uh, little bit of the case throughout this tournament, hasn't it? It's not we're used to seeing the back Black Caps near perfect when it comes to the field, and they were just normal as far as the, the rest of the world cricket goes in this one. Yeah, they, they definitely have put down some chances in this tournament. Um, it's difficult to know, you know, whether that's conditions, um, exhaustion um, or, you know, technical faults. They've had quite a high turnover. Obviously, there's been, you know, the injuries to um, to Ferguson, to Chapman, to Henry, to Williamson. So there's been quite a high turnover in some of the players that have been played. We've seen the outfields in pretty average condition. Devin Conway had a pretty rough tumble last night. Lockie Ferguson yeah. took a tumble in one of the opening overs. So uh, not ideal conditions to be fielding in. Um, but again, and against one of the best teams in the world, you've got to take those chances. So yeah, we did see Phillips, I think, miss a catch last night and the odd mistake in the outfield. And when you're playing against the best in the world, there's kind of no room for that. So the the chase, do you do we point any fingers? Is, did anything go wrong? Was it just too big and they were too good? Yeah, I think it was always going to be a difficult chase for New Zealand because the way we set our team up, we're quite um, quite orthodox. Uh, Devon Conway and Ravindra and Williamson and Latham uh, are not really risk takers. They're beautiful batsmen to watch. They'll score boundaries off bad balls. Um, and play classically, but they're not destructive like um, we've seen from uh, from Warner and Travis Head and Sharma and Gill. And so that does mean that when you're chasing, you know, over eight and over right from the beginning, um, that might not be enough against a good bowling lineup who don't give you those bad balls and over to score boundaries. You might need to do something a little bit out of the ordinary, and we just didn't see that unfortunately from the New Zealand team. Daryl Mitchell and Kane Williamson's partnership kept them in the game um, and that was purely through the courage of Daryl Mitchell um, Cam Williamson forced some demons early on and, and managed to get up to a runner ball but it was always going to be difficult to maintain that momentum for such a long time 330 on the board is a good effort um, but they were always chasing uh, many many more per over and it was a little bit of a shame that they couldn't have more of the middle order guys kick on and, and get them a little bit closer Great to have Pete McGlashan uh, with us commentating the game for SNZ uh, last night. So where where does this leave the New Zealand team besides out of the tournament? Obviously, uh, is this is it when you come to this stage uh, of the cycle of tournaments? Is it hit the button for rebuild? Is it a chance to go right? We need to keep some, move on, or do you just keep picking the best side available uh, without without necessarily thinking beyond the next game? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously there'll be. There'll be an analysis happen after these tournaments um, to kind of have a look at, you know, what could have maybe done better. Um, it was a long tournament, a long time to be away. So, um, you know, New Zealand will, um, you know, I guess, look to what the next challenge is. Um, that's a tour of Bangladesh, so not a particularly easy place to tour. Um, it could be an opportunity for some new players to come in potentially and then they'll return home. It's an interesting summer ahead, the first time that um, 
the games will be broadcast on free-to-air television with the end of Spark Sport. So there's some things to look forward to, but there are probably five or six players from the squad last night who won't make it to the next one-day World Cup in four years' time. The likes of uh, Trent Bolt, Tim Southey, um, potentially Mitchell Satner and Daryl Mitchell will all be about 35, 36 years old. Um, and that's probably getting a little bit long in the tooth for the one-day international. So it probably was the last chance for that cohort of players that have done so much for New Zealand, and you know they will look to rebuild as they go into that next white ball tournament in four years' time. Pete, we've been putting together uh, on the run home today uh, New Zealand's best ever one-day cricket side, picking players from any era to put them in the same one. Daryl Mitchell's only played about 41 days, and he's put himself in the conversation for a spot up against Chris Harris and Chris Cairns. That shows exactly the impact that uh, he's making. What have, what have you made of uh, of where he is? We know we've talked a lot about Russian Ravinder and a breakout tournament. He's deserved every bit of praise, but there's been some chat today on the run home that he might be the most valuable player in New Zealand cricket across all three formats right now. Yeah, he just fronts up regardless of the situation. It doesn't matter... Um, it's a little bit like B.J. Watling um, used to do in the tests. You know, it doesn't matter how down the team is, you know that Daryl will, will stay in the fight. Um, and he does that in all formats, be it T20 one days or test matches. Um, I remember when he first arrived from Australia, I was playing for the Northern Knights, and, and Daryl arrived, and, and no one really knew much about him. Um, you know, that we knew that he'd been over in Perth um, playing over in Aussie while his dad was um, coaching in coaching rugby in Western Australia and, and he obviously loved the short ball um, but we, he did take a little while to get used to New Zealand conditions. He was always a competitor who he's always someone who wanted to learn um, and he was always someone who wanted to stay in the fight and um, it's been wonderful to see him mature over the years and, and get the attention uh, at the top level that he's deserved because he has worked very, very hard from the day that he decided to come back to New Zealand um, and commit himself to, to playing here at home. So it's been great to see. Um, you know, I know he's um, he's got a wonderful family supporting him now and it just looks like he's got a, a good balance to his life. Um, he probably hasn't done as much with the ball as he maybe would have liked to have early on in his career, but he's put in some remarkable performances with the bat. Um, and, you know, Chris Harris and, and Chris Cairns are two very different all-rounders. Um, you know, they bowled different types of deliveries, um, but they stood up on big occasions as well. And, um, you know, I think Daryl's definitely making a mark as a guy who, when the chips are down or if it's a big game, um, he'll front up. Grateful for your time, Pete McGlashan. Uh, really good job last night as well with the uh, the commentary. Uh, I was saying before that I've been uh, up all night and haven't had to sleep yet, so I hope you managed to have a, a kip and were far more sensible uh, with your life choices than me today. I had a kip a couple of minutes before you called, actually, so I'd better go and check <laughs> what the kids are up to. I think that delivery might uh, come in handy for dinner, I'd say. Smart option. Very smart option. Pete McGlashan, appreciate your time. Let you get to the kids and uh, will no doubt be uh, a good feat. I, I recommend the quarter pounder today, mate. Feels like a quarter pounder kind of day. That is Pete McGlashan. He is the uh, feature interview today. All thanks to Mick Delivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. That was the Run Home feature interview. Thanks to Mick Delivery. Staying in to watch the sport? Let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with Mick Delivery.